Welcome, welcome everyone to a new episode of That's My Jamstack, the podcast where we explore the deepest parts of the developer psyche by asking, what's your jam in the Jamstack? On today's episode, we're chatting with Jen Creighton. Jen is a conference speaker and the organizer of Use React NYC. She's also the front-end architect for The Wing. Also this week, we have our amazing sponsor, TakeShape. To find out more about their Jamstack content platform, stick around after the episode or head over to takeshape.io slash that's my Jamstack. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Jen. Thank you for having me. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing. Sure. So I am a front-end architect at a company called The Wing. Uh, we work on uh, building out co-working spaces that are really geared towards women. So we're thinking a lot about what women need in those spaces. And also there's a lot of networking events and, and things like that in our spaces. So I'm the front-end architect there. I lead all of front-end. Um, I help ensure our system stays healthy. I work on our technical decisions there. Uh, you can already tell I'm a lot of fun because I really love tech. And um, honestly, like what I do for fun, I'm usually at a conference. Like I'm usually speaking at a conference. I really, really enjoy giving technical talks. Uh, so you will find that I'm often at a conference. I travel a lot to do that. I did... 14 conferences last year, which I won't be repeating, but it was a lot of fun. I, I had a good time. Um, and if I'm genuinely not doing any tech-related things, I am probably with my cats or my puppy, or I am sewing. I really enjoy sewing. Nice. So I, I saw, and I think this was on like your notice profile, uh, is your dog's name really Sailor Moon? Because that's Her amazing. Her name is Sailor Moon. Nice. She is named after... The, you know, Sailor Guardian, Sailor Moon. Sure. Um, she's a little blonde dachshund. Um, and I grew up watching Sailor Moon. I loved that show. I would watch it so much. And when I was thinking of names for her, I really wanted something kind of fun. So I picked out that. It's really great, too, because when you tell people her name, you can tell if they watch the show or not. Because they're either, that is amazing, or they're... Wow, that's a lot of a name. Out of curiosity, do you just call her Sailor Moon all the time? We usually call her Sailor or if she's being a bit sassy, Miss Moon. That works. That works. It does. And uh, any fun sewing projects that you're working on? I actually haven't sewed in a long time because of uh, the mentioned 14 conferences. Uh, so I actually did not sew, I think, anything last year. Um, no, that's actually not true. Wait. I took a sewing class in November as my, like, you're going to do it. And I sewed a pair of uh, pants for the first time. I took a sewing class to, like, force myself into a non-tech hobby, which is a good thing to do once in a while. Yeah, especially uh, 14, uh, 14 conferences in 12 months. Uh, how, many, how many months were filled with more than two conferences? Did you, did you group any together? And how exhausting was that? Some months were grouped together. Um, let's see. I think I know at least I did in September. I did two and I traveled really far for them. So I did JS Conf Korea and Components Conf in Australia together. And I think I had some some weeks and breaks there, but a couple of them were like in the same month and so i would knock out like two or three in the same month and then have like a little bit of a, a break which usually wasn't a break um 
like between components comp and <laughs> uh, React comp, I actually had to write my React comp um, talk. The glamour of being a conference speaker. It's so not glamorous. It's so exhausting. And yet we can, like people who enjoy it can't stop doing it. Um, it is, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a survey that came out many, many years ago that said that people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. And so conference speaking is actually like a near death experience. And so you get like this ridiculous rush. You're terrified. You feel great afterwards. <laughs> and then you're like, I'll just do it again. I, I just watched the uh, the Imagineering story, the uh, the story of all like the Disney theme park building and all that. Oh. And it talks about all the, all the rides and how uh, the goal is to make people feel like they're about to die without getting them actually all the way to death. So it's the same basic principle just with public speaking. <laughs> I think that happens with code too. Like I just spent two days solving this issue of my tests failing on Circle CI when they weren't failing locally. And I wanted to die. I wanted to lay down <laughs> and die. I was like, take me Lord now. And um, th then I figured it out and I felt great. So, uh, so this is a, a Jamstack podcast. Let's talk about the Jamstack a little bit. Uh, what's been kind of your introduction into into that world or into static sites or wherever you kind of came to it from? I think with static sites, the first time I remember seeing like a static site generator was Jekyll. Um, and this was back at a startup many, many years ago. I remember we used it for, I believe, our marketing site, which was like pretty typical. Um, and I really didn't know that there would be static site generators it was kind of surprising to me, but I also didn't really play with it because I was just trying to learn JavaScript. <laughs> I was like, this is where I'm like trying to figure things out. The actual Jamstack, you know, JavaScript APIs and markup, my introduction to that has come a lot later than I think a lot of people. I actually just started, I'd say late last year, getting interested in the concept and starting to learn about it. We um, use it at work. Uh, for our marketing website. Um, and then uh, personally, we've used it for a meetup that I run here in New York called Use React NYC. Okay. And uh, what, what sort of technology stack is are, are you messing with right now? So both of them are using Gatsby, um, but the marketing site is Gatsby plus Contentful. Okay. Very um, nice. So that, of course, our marketing people can make their own changes to the site and we don't have to be, you know, nudged. Hey, can you... <laughs> Please deploy. Please deploy. Yeah. Please make this change. Um, so it gives them the freedom to do that without having to wait on us to make changes. It gives us the freedom not to think about the marketing site very much. And then for Use React NYC, we wanted to create a website for the meetup so that people could learn more about us, um, what we're about, and also join our community, both by attending the meetups but also by joining our Slack community and also by helping us to build the site. And since we're a React uh, meetup, it made a lot of sense that this would be a static site and that we would make it with Gatsby. Very nice. And uh, any, any sort of, is, is there any sort of like API integration? Or are you pulling in like meetup information from a third party or is it all just manual entry into, into Gatsby? Right now it's just manual entry. We definitely want to expand it at some point. We're just not sure that we have the time right now between uh, the five organizers that there are. Uh, we actually took on a, another organizer this year to make five of us. Yoraima joined us, and uh, we have just all been really stretched thin. So even with the fifth organizer, we're still like, huh. Um, 
But we're hopefully going to start recording the meetup soon, and hopefully we'll also host them there so that people can view the content. Pretty cool. And I definitely understand that uh, that meetup organizer life where you're like, hey, PRs are accepted, and then no one submits a PR. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we did have um, a particular member of the community, Nick, who came in and helped us really do a lot of work on the site when we were all stretched very thin. And my very good friend, Melissa helped us actually by creating the design of the site. And it's really beautiful. She did a wonderful job. She also designed our stickers. Um, so really, like all community events, it is really like we wouldn't have done it without the community like helping us out. So nice. that was important. Cool. So uh, are you, you said that the marketing site at, uh, at the wing is currently built on Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what other sorts of projects do you work on at the wing other than obviously getting the word out about these kind of co-working spaces? So what, what I personally work on is that I work on our single page application. So uh, Gatsby is for our marketing site, but we do have a single page application that is for our members. That's our, our members portal, as well as an admin site for us to handle things like applications or members uh, information, adjusting settings for them, so on and so forth. Um, but our members portal is where everything really happens for them. They're allowed to find other people in the community and chat with them. Uh, There are job postings on the site as well. Um, There are a lot of events at the wing that are very specific to what our members want to hear and see. And so they can RSVP for those as well on the site, as well as just the general thing of like adjusting settings or registering guests. So I work on all of that. And as we try to build out new features that are going to help our members connect more and form like real in-life connections, we're putting a lot of those in this single page application. Very cool. And so um, just like I have a degree in philosophy, so I have to sometimes dive into philosophy on the podcast. So where would you kind of consider kind of the breakpoint? Because you said, you know, I'm using the Jamstack for the marketing site and for the meetup site. I've always kind of thought of any spa as having Jamstack-esque qualities. Um, where do you kind of draw that line? Like what, what's Jamstack versus non-Jamstack for you? So the reason that I qualified as a single page application instead of anything to do with the Jamstack is because it's built using Create React App. And so it actually has a server. So nothing's actually served by CDN which I think is an important component of Jamstack sites. You know, they have to be served statically through CDN or some means of static. Um, so they're not pre-rendered, they're not static. It's it's an actual serving of just an index.html and then we fill in the JavaScript for everything. I got you, cool. And yeah. th- that's, that's the, the kind of fun thing about running this podcast is that I hear lots of opinions and they literally run the full gamut of like, everything's the Jamstack to like, even smaller like subsets and it's just yeah it's awesome like i I love that everyone yeah i mean and and when you hear like that it's javascript apis and markup you're like well how is this not every single page application and that totally makes sense definitely i think the jamstack has some really specific qualities to it though that are very different from something built with like create react app that actually does have a server um, that you're not actually serving it statically and you're relying on the JavaScript to do all the heavy lifting of creating all the page and it's not pre-rendered. Um, you know, we certainly don't have uh, the ability for, um, you know, one of the things I really like about the Jamstack is that it closes that gap for the user, right? Like they get the stuff immediately um, and also how your deploys go. 
you know, you can roll them back and they're Git based. Um, but we don't have that with the single page application. And sometimes I was wondering with that, I was like, does this need to be anyway? <laughs> I was like, but I'm not rewriting the whole thing. Um, that decision was made before I came into the company and I was like, you know what? It's, it's, we're fine. And, and it's still React, so you still get to work on React, and that's yeah. Yeah, and I love um, I love React, so that like is a joy for me. And so, uh, is is there anything that you've that you've been learning based on your work in Gatsby that you're bringing back into the the you know the the server side and the uh, the create React app side of all that? Not not specifically. Um, I think Gatsby comes with a lot of wonderful things that are not even technically part of Jamstack, right? Like. I would say I would say that there is a great amount of um, focus on accessibility in Gatsby, and I really really appreciate that. And that is something we're really focused on at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like many startups, um, so our product team is really new at the wing, and like many startups, the first version of our product was built externally by a third party, and so we're now as a product team picking it up and sort of changing the architecture and making it more of a long-term scalable application. And that includes taking a look at our accessibility and realizing that we're really far off the mark right now and we need to do something about that. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that Gatsby, in addition to using Jamstack, is actually really like moving forward with accessibility and giving you a lot of information about that along the way. Yeah, and the, and the great thing for me is that there's so many people jumping on Gatsby right now, just in terms of like it is like probably one of the hotnesses in in the Jamstack right now, and to have that be a focus so that people who might not have learned about accessibility in the past are getting those tips and tricks just by having that in their code base by default. I think that's amazing. Yeah, exactly, and that's one of the things I really enjoy about that project, and that's one of the things like as you're working in that. You get to learn that. You can bring that to all your future projects. It's not specific to the Jamstack. It is all about the web. Best platform there is, the web. Yes. Cool. So uh, so uh, would it be fair to say that in the Jamstack that Gatsby is, is your jam? Or are there any other technologies that you're really uh, interested in right now? I think Gatsby is the main one. Um, obviously, we're really enjoying also Netlify and being able to like push things out really easy. Um, so we use Netlify also for our preview links at work, which is really great. So just definitely enjoying that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely Gatsby considering that I've used it, uh, at work and now in this use React NYC project. Nice. And so, so work, uh, when, when people are saving into Contentful, are y'all, uh, deploying preview deploys to send them links at the same time? So like they can see it live on the site before they publish it? I think so. Yeah. I forget because I haven't cool. worked with it in a hot second. And if anyone's changed anything <laughs> behind my back, but yeah. You never know. Uh, honestly, with a startup, you never know. It's so easy to deploy, right? Things happen in a startup that I'm like, wait a minute, you're doing what now? Can we just can we just grab five really quickly and make sure this is a good idea um, all the time? Got to move fast, right? Yes. Move fast, break things. Break as little as possible. <laughs> Both of us are like, ah, yeah. no, don't break the things. <laughs> don't don't tell QA that you broke it. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's uh, let's talk about actual musical jams then. What are you yes. listening to right now? It's in your headphones. What's going on there? So my number one thing right now is Halsey, which is strange. I didn't listen to her before 
but I actually, so I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night Live. And she hosted not that long ago. And she was the host and the musical guest. And I wasn't familiar really with her music, um, but she had this song on there, uh, You Should Be Sad. And I just fell in love with it. So I've actually been playing that on repeat for like a while. I love her vocals on it. It like just makes me feel really good. Yeah. So specifically that song, but then kind of the whole, her whole art artistry. I let, I let that song play and then I'll listen to like a lot of the other ones on the album. And I'm finding that I really enjoy uh, her songs, which is really great. It just depends on what mood I'm in. So. What other moods strike you for uh, for other musical tastes? Um, sometimes we like to go old school, like country, little little like kind of plucky banjo sounds. You know, really uh, enjoy that yeah. sometimes. So I went through an Iggy Azalea phase. That was an interesting period of my life. I, I think we've all been through a similar <laughs> phase, if nothing else. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Sometimes my my Discover Weekly on Spotify, I think, is consistently confused. It's like, remember when you were sad? Well, here's all the sad songs. And I'm like, oh, but Spotify, I'm not sad anymore. It's like, okay, um, here's poppy feminist music. And I'm like, nope, we're, we're not in that mood. We're angry now. Where's the angry? <laughs> it's like, I cannot help you. I'm like, sorry. Sorry, Spotify. Uh, the algorithm can only do so much for I know. you. Cool. So is there anything that you would like to uh, promote, something you're doing, something you want to get out to the Jamstack community? Um, well, first of all, if they're interested, they can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is girlcode, girl with a U. Um, I'm also going to be speaking here in New York at React Day New York um, later in September. I'm going to be speaking about uh, some things I have learned going from React to React Native, which is a whole new world for me. Um, and then I'm also developing a course on React component architecture. That's my my favorite sort of subject. Um, I'm developing it for Thinkster. Um, so that should be coming out, I think, in a few months if I have enough time to do all the recordings. But Very cool. And also, um, I'll just say I haven't watched it yet, but I'm super excited now that I've seen it to go watch your uh, uh, the uh, What Happens Next, the Choose Your Own Adventure with Iterators. Like, I have to go watch that. I saw that topic and I said, okay, carving out the time for that one i love iterators i love them so much <laughs> they're wild they're in so many things that we use in javascript and we have no clue and that's what that talk is about um and also it's like ridiculous and silly you're on like an alien planet solving a mystery and i had this artist do this beautiful work for it so it's ridiculous but yeah ridiculous is the best way to go so yeah, it's like funny and weird. I enjoy it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and we'll be sure to link all those uh, all those amazing things that you're doing up in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And as always, thank you to the amazing Jamstack community. Your continued support via shares, likes, favorites, and all those mechanisms is so incredible that I literally just, I don't have the words to deal with it. With that, it's sponsor time, and we're talking about the amazing content platform TakeShape. This week, I want to mention their amazing GraphQL API. It's not an afterthought, but a fully realized part of their platform. It means that whether you use their CMS or another platform entirely, you have an incredibly easy access to all your data in one simple API call. If you want to see what that's like, head on over to takeshape.io slash that's my jamstack to sign up. 
And with that, I'll take my leave of your ears. So until next week, keep doing amazing things on the web and keep things jammy.